0: You're listening to episode 136 of the STEM Space. Today, we unravel the secrets of heat transfer and explore the science behind why your tumbler keeps your drink cold. In this episode, we delve into innovative teaching strategies to make the complexities of heat transfer engaging for students, discover the fascinating principles that govern thermal energy movement, and gain insights into the clever design of insulated tumblers. Whether you're a science enthusiast, an educator seeking inspiration, or simply curious about everyday science, tune in for a dynamic exploration where science meets fascination. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify
1: STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum
0: writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Natasha. Hey,
1: Claire. How's it going?
0: It's going. I've made it through this week, almost. Thank you
1: teach right before this.
0: I just had kindergarten and then I have first grade after.
1: Oh. How were yep.
0: the kinders? Uh only one kid cried, so I'm thinking that that was a success. But I am so thankful for our alphabet stem because uh I was sick yesterday. I had a crazy migraine, like throwing up kind of migraine. And I just went to bed at 9 and I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to wing it tomorrow because I hopefully have really good slides for alphabet stem i've never actually looked at this lesson uh, except for like a year ago when we made it Mm -hmm. and so i pulled it up i was like i know we're on letter j today what are we working on (laughs) like 10 minutes before class started and uh yeah we learned about joints the kids had a blast and they made little spines and i happened to have a cow spine on my nature wall so i was able to show the cow spine and the joints and they were able to relate it to the spine in their back cause that's abstract you know i can't see mm-hmm. it. it was really cool it it went super well just one kid freaked out because they couldn't get the pipe cleaner to poke through the carton oh. but it can be stressful you know fine motor skills but it was good we made it through it was a great lesson i felt like i knocked it out of the park and it wasn't because of anything I did. It was because of our teacher slides. So, okay.
1: Yeah. I just had the bath lesson today too. So oh, we both right. knocked out of the park. So it's a great, great day for teaching for <laughs> us. Um it was on heat though.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And I've given you some like we've talked a little bit about how you've been doing with my class. <laughs> and go ahead.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you just finished light, right? And then mm-hmm. you're going into heat.
1: I decided to change the order of all my topics because I have to cover right, physics and chemistry. It's such a broad spectrum of topics. And the order is just arbitrary and how they like do this, this. I'm like, I need something to like flow from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So the overarching thing in physics is energy. And I decided to start with light because it just, they think they know it. Until they don't, and I've talked about how I we talk about reflection, and I'm like, find or which of these objects do you think reflects light? You know, a, a mirror. they obviously think it reflects light. Water. Yeah, if, when I go to the lake, I see my reflection that reflects light. What about cardboard? Absolutely not. That doesn't reflect light. Paper, no. And then we have them prove it to themselves of whether it reflects light, and all of a sudden, everything in this room is reflecting their flashlight or the laser pointer, and they are just so confused. And <laughs> I introduced this idea of we can see because the light bounces off the object into your eyes
0: and they're like mind blown. Mind
1: blown. And then I love it when they come back the next day and they're like I just told all my roommates how I <laughs> see and they're just so proud and it's just a great way to teach uh, or to start the semester. But I've only gotten a few of them. So like there's some that are so excited about like what I'm teaching and light and really engaged in the activities. Um, I use Pear Deck, which is a really nice online tool for assessment. So they'll answer questions, do multiple choice stuff, but that puts them on their computer. So what happens when I allow college students to be on their computer?
0: Oh, you've lost them.
1: Yeah, they're doing math homework. They're on (laughs) Facebook. I had one girl shopping for her dress for the sorority she was in. And I was like, oh, are you learning about color? (laughs) (laughs) Which of these absorbs the most light waves, wavelengths? Nice. So she did get it right though. Um, (laughs) So I was positioned into heat because I mentioned how visible light is just part of this electromagnetic spectrum. And then we have something called infrared, which is part of radiation. And then we talked a little bit about ultraviolet rays and the idea that the sun actually emits all these different wavelengths. Um, at different intensities, but it's all kind of there. And so we did some cool kind of demos and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what what I want to share uh, because you know they could be listening. Who is here? But what I love today. So we talked about heat transfer, and there's three types of heat transfer. Everybody listening could probably list it off, right? Claire, what are their three types of heat transfer?
0: Radiation. Convection and, uh, oh my goodness, to starts with a C. Mm-hmm. Were they uh, like touching? Uh, yeah, the touching one.
1: Yeah, so you have like an insulator and a... Conduction. Yes, yes. Gosh,
0: I don't know why that was locked on me.
1: <laughs> Sorry, quizzing you right after kindergarten.
0: That was me. When <laughs> I make scrambled eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we
1: had all these different activities on Monday. We learned about the different types of um, heat transfer, did some demos, they were like, we got it. And I could tell how like halfway through the class they were kind of checked out and like over it. Just like, okay, how many different ways is she gonna explain this to us? You know, and I'm like, see this and look at <laughs> this, right? You know, I'm excited. Um, so then I, I flipped it today. And what I, I did was uh, scenarios. All we did today was just a bunch of scenarios. So when you touch your table, And then when you touched your backpack, why do they feel a different temperature? And we like pulled out heat guns and your backpack feels warm, but your table feels cold. That's weird. When I use the thermometer, they're both 72 degrees. And they're like, what? And then we tried to like unpack. And I was like, we just talked about heat. What is happening? Which way does heat move? Why does it move right to a conductor versus an insulator? And then once we got that figured out, I presented um, some aluminum foil and a tuning fork, both made out of similar metals. Um, But interestingly, when you touch the tuning fork, it feels very cold, right? But when you touch Uh the aluminum foil, it feels warm. Yes. Why?
0: I don't know. I've never thought about that. Wait. Mm. Okay, so it has to do with energy, because heat.
1: So if I tell you they both have the same ability to conduct, so they conduct heat the same way,
0: the same material.
1: But when you just physically look at a tuning fork versus a piece of aluminum foil, what just visually is different about them?
0: Uh, Their shape and and the reflectivity,
1: the thickness. That's actually the biggest difference. Okay. So what I was getting at, is when you touch the lemon foil, the conduction happens so quickly, because it's so thin, it warms up to your temperature very quickly. So it just feels warm. Oh. With the tuning fork, you have to hold it for a good 30 seconds until the whole thing feels warm. So eventually it does get to your body temperature, but it takes a lot longer for it to conduct the heat just due to its size it's a much thicker piece and there's probably other like maybe it has to do with the reflectivity and like the roughness of the surface but just thinking about the thickness property Uh like the structure of that material impacts its ability how quickly it conducts interesting so they were like wait what and so they're like warming things up now Uh and trying different things and kind of getting into it and then i start just going through all these scenarios And what I've been trying to figure out a good way to do is I put them in groups and they talk it out. And then like, I want them to share. And I've always struggled with the share out part of okay, pick somebody in your group to share. Mm -hmm. out. How do you do that when they're in groups, and you want them to share?
0: It's just the person next to them. What do you mean? So like, if they're trying to share it, so they're at tables of four. Yeah. So I always tell them to turn to their partner, who's the person exactly next to them.
1: But how do you share as a class? So if you want that group to share their idea with the rest of the class.
0: Oh, okay. I have them come to the front of the class and they have a microphone that they have to speak into and they have to each say something about their whatever they're sharing.
1: So that's one way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So the microphone, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I usually don't have time for everybody to like say something because they're in groups of like four to six. And so the thing I chose to do is I'm coming up with different characteristics. So it's kind of random. Um, so today's was the person with the shortest hair. Oh, share. <laughs> so they don't know what the characteristic mm. will be. So it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll say the person who's the tallest, the person that was born the farthest from College Station. I don't know. So then that's like, how I
0: get them to go get their supplies is I all. Know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was really nice because it forced them to all know that they might have to speak. It wasn't their designated like spokesperson. Um, so yeah, that helped, but I got them with the tumbler. So everybody was, is sitting there with tumblers on their desk, right? Uh-huh, of course. And usually they have-
0: They all had Stanley cups, right? Okay.
1: You see that <laughs> one right here?
0: <laughs> you have one?
1: I got one for Christmas. I asked my family. I was like, all my students have Stanley cups. I am the loser instructor, <laughs> off brand Target cup or whatever. And so I bought, I got this beautiful Stanley. Show up to class the first day. They don't have Stanleys anymore. What? What is Everybody it? Everybody has switched to the Owala Cup.
0: The which <laughs> you O'wala, also have.
1: Which I also bought because it's only $30. <laughs>
0: much more affordable
1: and it's way better because it has like a closed like spout
0: okay. and it's like
1: embedded um, straw versus this one just spills whenever I carry it and it's just ginormous right. and I don't it drink is. much water
0: so anyway I thought that was funny uh, <laughs>
1: the trends shifted in one semester and all of a sudden every- and then I asked them and they're like yeah my Stanley's at home I decided I don't want it anymore <laughs> probably all the middle schoolers now think it's cool so you know gen x can't think it's cool anymore
0: it's true yep my students are getting stanley's now like that's a thing
1: see Mm -hmm. and that's why the 20-somethings they can't use those anymore no
0: (laughs) what but i think you should scientifically compare all of the different cups to see which one's better that is something that my students were actually asking because we just went through the uh stem explorers challenge with the antarctica shelter and they're talking about insulation and so they're also wondering well what cup it insulates better so we're going to do a science yeah. experiment and figure it out because i'm all for my swig because it's dishwasher safe
1: exactly so. that's what we need mm-hmm. so i did that last semester with the heat transfer unit we actually tested out the different cups and i'm going to hold the answer until you do it and then we can okay. compare because it's
0: all I, like- yeah you'll have to send me which cups you compared
1: okay Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. (laughs) So basically getting them to talk and then getting them very confused because they thought they understood heat transfer. And then when they started explaining different scenarios, like I gave them, you have a party. You're going to put out a bowl of ice. Do you use a metal bowl or a plastic bowl? And everybody said metal because metal feels cold. Like you... That's what I got. And they're like, yeah, but if I have a metal cup, it keeps my eyes colder longer than a plastic cup. And I was like, does it, does it? <laughs> go home and try that? She's like, I will. <laughs> she didn't believe me. <laughs> and so then we talked about it scientifically, what's happening, what's the heat transfer? And they're like, OK, but this is not aligning with what I thought was happening. Mm. This is why science is useful, because it helps you keep your eyes at a party.
0: That's so good.
1: So. They, they just got really into it. And then we talked about tumblers and what's going on with tumblers. And I showed them a video where they've sliced it in half so you can see the inside. And they just thought it was the coolest thing. And so I can finally say I think I've hooked them into my class. It took a couple weeks, but they were finally paying attention and not shopping for dresses. So.
0: <laughs> well, I want to take a class because that sounds fascinating and things that I've never thought of before because it's a little bit above my students' level. Um, I mean, I have had students who were asking whose foot we were going to use to measure things in feet, because everybody's feet were different sizes. So I don't think we're quite ready (laughs) to talk about heat transfer, but, uh, yeah, I think that's amazing. And I love how you can get kids to understand what's happening in their real world and break down those misconceptions that they have, like. And I always try to relate it to what experiences they've had before. So if you were to say, which bowl would you use to keep ice in? Well, what else can you keep ice in? What about mm-hmm. a cooler? Do you see a lot of metal coolers out there? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah. So, and I'm
1: like, who has the metal cup? Like, always use a metal cup? And I'm like, for what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're thinking about like these kind of, Cups like the insulated cup, exactly. Which, says, they yeah. are metal, but there's layers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: so I'll give you the quick explanation for the tumblers in case somebody out there's like, "But how does it work?" You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so there's different types of heat transfer. First, we're going to talk about conduction. So that let's say you want to keep it cold. So I have something here. I have ice water in my tumbler, and I want to keep the heat out. So we can have a layer of insulating material. Right. So we don't allow for conduction. But what they found works best is a vacuum. So there's actually two layers in your tumbler and they're, in between there's nothing, no air, nothing. And so the heat cannot conduct because conduction needs something to move through. So then the next one is, why is there metal? Because metal is a conductor and you're like, what the heck? Well, around us is also radiation. So the sun radiates heat, our bodies radiate heat. And that radiation goes straight through this insulating material. It can go straight through the vacuum, but it bounces off the metal. So we need the metal to bounce the radiation away from our drink.
0: Okay, I didn't realize that part. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
1: And okay. also, the metal is usually on like the lip because it's just—it's easier to drink. Like it's more enjoyable to drink out of the metal top so that necessarily doesn't really have a purpose with heat transfer Um, but inside the whole thing if you slice it open like they did a hydro flask they slice it open it's all metal which is very Mm -hmm. confusing and that's why you get this idea that a metal bowl of ice would stay colder longer yeah radiation
0: interesting well i have one insulated cup i can't remember what the brand was but the bottom fell off and so i could see that it was two layers but it was two later layers of metal so the outside's metal the inside's metal but there was no vacuum on the inside cuz it was just like the rubber bottom part just peels off so it wasn't mm-hmm. like sealed so i was like well, this is a poor design
1: <laughs> and i don't think every all of them have the back no. sealed it's only the fancy
0: ones <laughs> right so like are you getting what you pay for in like a stanley it's a stand I don't I don't have a stanley is it the outside metal too or is outside plastic can you tell
1: <laughs> so with the hydro flask that's the one that I saw sliced uh-huh the inside is metal and then it continues to the outside to make a lip but okay the outside outside material <laughs> is like a <laughs> plastic insulating for you to hold it
0: okay yes yeah
1: because otherwise it'll feel cold if it's all metal
0: mm-hmm hmm yep then i was
1: like but if the metal is on the outside and then it bends into the inside wouldn't that be conducting
0: the Mm -hmm.
1: so like wouldn't i feel
0: that's a good point
1: i don't know i'm not a cup designer but it's a good (laughs) engineering design challenge
0: (laughs) it is i feel like we through this conversation have figured out how we could make a better cup and maybe we can be the next uh fad of cup designs and backed by science. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and so for our next podcast, the topic I would like to discuss, which is also my STEM con session, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and I want to talk it out with you, is why is it so hard to add science to our design challenges? So a study mm-hmm. came out that in elementary classrooms that are doing engineering in a science classroom, so they're purpose is to teach science through design, only like 11% are actually doing anything related to the science standards. So the science concepts, we just talked about heat transfer. I think that was a great example of how heat transfer and engineering design go hand in hand. Yes. But I think I have figured out why, (laughs) why it's so hard to do science in like an elementary classroom. And I would like to talk it out with you.
0: Oh, I have so much to contribute to this conversation, maybe.
1: I figured you did.
0: Okay, well, until next time, STEM space out. Do you get our free weekly newsletter? If not, you're missing out on amazing content, free resources, and ideas from Vivify and other STEM education leaders. All you need to do to subscribe is head to vivifystem.com backslash subscribe and get your copy delivered right to your inbox.